Oh shit. Here we go again. I was saying if you're a bold individual, go throw five dollars on uh Kadarius Tony. <laughs> What if he just goes? The I'm fuck saying. Off? What I'm if he saying. just goes off and has like a He's 200 been out yards for two hundred yards? He's been out for two games. He just had a baby. You know, he had been He's talking got, all that. He's got the daddy juice going. That's like what I'm saying, bro. Watch him just Go watch him. Him. Watch him just like throw him a bone and just say, yeah. "Hey, man, you make this play here. We're 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 riding you. You know what I mean?" And he just goes out there and has a baller ass game. That would be incredible. Incredible. But I, I honestly don't see that. <laughs> and we're live. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to yet another episode of Real Conversations with Cozy and Murph. Today, we live in the last week of preparation for the final football game. We did have Pro Bowl activities this past weekend, but what steadily approaches us is the end of the NFL season. End of football for 2023-2024 got a lot to discuss. We're definitely going to do a little bit of predictions, talk what we feel and see is going to come of this game. Um, going to talk some free agency after that and break down the free agency class, see what moves are going to be made. But let's start off because this is probably a sad episode for us because uh, – we lost a good one today. We lost a Patriot today. Yep. American Senior legend. Toby. Senior. I shouldn't say senior. That's kind of wrong saying a patriotic man and then going straight into a Mexican accent. Toby Keith passed away. He was battling cancer. Uh, I'm, I would say for those of you who don't know, but I feel like the whole war, world, the whole. I mean, you know, I feel like every American knows who Toby <laughs> Keith is, man. Exactly. Like, if you don't know who that is, you're not an, you're not American. You're like, yeah. No way. There's just so many. His catalog of music is my childhood. And yeah. you don't think about it until he's gone. Like, it's the same way. Like, I'm not going to compare his death to Kobe's death. But, like, in this scenario, you don't realize, like, how much it was an impact on your life until they're gone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I grew up on it. Grew up on uh, uh, American Soldier. Um, uh, what's the other? Uh, you, you, you. Yeah, that. That's like before. Me. That's like me. Man, and then you me. got uh, Red Solo Cup. You know, yeah, that's, that's a, a that's a banger. Yep. Uh, I mean, there's just so many. But, How do uh, you like me now? Yeah, now, now that I'm on my, my way. <laughs> the most petty that's, song that's a good one, man. That's a good man. one bangers shout out toby keith uh may he rest in peace lost a good one definitely a tribute episode for the man most patriotic country unforgiving stick a boot in your ass person oh yeah that that's probably the best line is uh we'll stick a boot in your ass because that's the american way banger i I mean it doesn't get it doesn't get more patriotic than that and especially like growing up in a small town I feel like the patriotic way is like it's almost a way of life. People live I feel and die like by that. especially post nine eleven, like yep. like people are so patriotic after yeah. it, because so much that changed the entire yeah. culture of our country. And not yeah. to get too far into the weeds or anything, but like Toby Keith was an integral part of regaining that American spirit and that yep you know, tenaciousness to, to want to get back at those. Well, not just get back, but, you know, secure our, our homeland again, you know, feel like we're safe again. And so, man, Toby Keith is a legend, RIP fucking. Yeah. We'll see you in the next one, bud. (laughs) Yeah. We'll catch you. We'll catch you on the next round. Aside from that, everything has been rolling very smoothly. I have a couple announcements to make before we dive in. Kayla and I moving 
March 15th. Hopefully be setting up a, you know, a little podcast spot in our in our new apartment we'll be moving. I'll be coming to Kentucky. Not too far. Oh, say, yeah. Not too far. Closer to Western Kentucky. At the what, where trip. whereabouts? Uh about 25, 30 minutes into Kentucky, so a little south of Cincinnati. Oh, okay, I got you. I got yeah, you. Not too far. Across the river, over the, I mean, over the pond. Close enough to where yes. things are possible, you know. Yes. And secondly, I have an announcement for you, but I guess this works on the podcast. Huh. There is a company that has reached out to us, and their name is, or their affiliation is Believe. It's B-L-E-A-V. Sports Podcast Network has reached out to us to cover really some topics. They want us Let's to add an episode. Um, they're looking for somebody to cover because baseball season is coming up. So two 25-minute okay. episodes extra, but... Backed with ads. Yep. Backed with ads. Okay. That's easy. That's what I'm saying. That's easy money. Backed by ads, money, line rolls. I think it'll be uh, something that we need to add on to. I'm waiting to hear back. I'm going to set up probably a phone interview with them. And uh, oh yeah, well let me play. know if there's anything that I need that you need me to do because I figured I'd just pull you into the phone call and get you prepared for that. I was hoping like I got uh, for the longest time I had been in cahoots with them trying to sell us, so it's been a it's been a work in progress. But oh yeah, we're, man, we're step in the right direction. Well, I mean that's a surprise to me. I didn't even know like I'm kind of a little bit blindsided, but you know in a good way. Like this yeah. is exciting news for us. I mean if it's if it pans out. You know, yeah. I'm de- def- something I'm definitely willing to to do. Yeah. I mean, two twenty five minute episodes a week. I mean, we do an hour and a half. You know, say it's a the way I see it is, uh, you know, we've been we've been doing what we we're supposed to do, and this is the foot in the door. That you know, yeah. the, the door's been shut on us for a while, and now we got our foot jammed in, and we're we're going to fucking slide in this. Gotta keep. <laughs> Just gotta keep chipping away, man. I mean, yeah, honestly, they can't we, keep us we out forever. A week. Yeah. Can't keep us out forever. But let's get to the juicy part. The reason people are listening, anyways. This weekend, Super Bowl Fifty Eight. The big one. Wow. The big one. The replay of twenty twenty. We're looking at prime matchup between. Brock Purdy and Patrick Mahomes, Masterminds, Andy Reid, Kyle Shanahan. I know you want to make some predictions. What are you feeling is going to happen this game? Like, do you have, you know, player predictions, stats? What are you thinking? I'm thinking, uh, well, I'll just, we'll just take it at like from the betting angle. I'm taking probably the over on Travis Kelsey reception yards. Um, Probably Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown. Yeah. Taking Pacheco anytime touchdown. You're taking probably Pacheco receptions over on receptions. And probably Rasheed Rice over on receptions. Uh and this is just me. I haven't even thought about it. Like this is just like straight off like the off, yeah. off the dome, you know, initial uh yeah. assessment. But I'm taking uh Patrick Mahomes probably two twenty five alternate pass yards. That's probably something I'll do. That's um, fair. I want to say, and I know this is kind of Chiefs heavy, but I want to say uh, interception by the Chiefs defense. Okay. Or Brock Purdy interception, whatever. Um, but also on the on the uh, on the 49ers side, I'll probably take McCaffrey over on reception yards. Reception yeah. yards plus rush yards. So yeah. I don't know what what that'll be, but I'll probably take the over on that. Anytime touchdown for CMC, I'll probably take Purdy over one and a half touchdowns. So I think yeah. he might have two touchdowns. Yeah, I would say he's right about two. And in my they're, brain, they're going to win. You know, he's going to have to at least throw two yeah. because because Kansas City's defense is going to be king on Christian McCaffrey. Oh yeah, they're going to try and take him away. I don't think you can, but they're going to try. I'm probably going to take the over on both uh, quarterbacks' rush yards as well. Yeah, I think it's gonna there's gonna it's gonna come down to 
uh, Mahomes and Purdy making plays with their legs because oh, both God. both of these defenses are you know top notch defenses. So, do you have any inkling, I should say, towards a sleeper Super Bowl MVP? We know the like unanimous favorites, right? It's like the quarterback right. of the winning team or the outstanding edge rusher or whatever lineman that makes the you know Chris Jones gets I three sacks see... or whatever. I have a bold okay. It, oh, obviously, it depends on who wins. Yeah, but for the 49ers, I could see Brandon Ayuk. That would be a big one. He I might. Mean, I, I mean, I don't know what the odds are on him, but I know yeah. it's probably probably high. Yeah, um, over a thousand, I'd say. Yeah, and for Kansas City, I want to say either Legarius Sneed, okay, just, like Justin Reed, or. I mean, you're. I'm inclined to go Chris Jones, but I also say that Karloftis. Cat. Yeah. Karloftis, man. I mean, he is a game wrecker sometimes. Yep. And if he gets in a groove and can key off and get to Purdy, I mean, he's liable to have three, four sacks, maybe a strip sack or something. You know, you never know. Yeah. So that would be my wild card would be Karloftis. I like that. I was I was saying if you're a bold individual, go throw $5 on uh, Kadarius Tony. <laughs> what if he just goes the I'm saying off? What I'm if he saying. just goes off and has like a He's 200 been out yards for two or games. something? He's been out for two games. He just had a baby. You know, he's been He's talking got, all that. He's got the daddy juice going That's like That's what I'm saying, bro. Watch him just Go watch him. him watch him just like throw him a bone and just say, yeah. "Hey man, you make this play here, we're 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 riding you." You know what I mean? And he just goes out there and has a baller ass game. That would be Incredible, incredible. But I, I honestly don't see that happening. <laughs> I don't see that happening. I was trying to look up uh, odds for Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl specials. They don't have any. They don't have any lines yet. I, for bet, I almost bet Kelsey gets MVP. Yeah, I think. I, he bet, he, I bet he has twelve catches, hundred and eighty yards, two touchdowns, three touchdowns, yeah, something, something like crazy. that. Let me uh I'm gonna run through some of the uh game lines. Right now the spread is two points favoring the 49ers. It oh, is over under is forty seven and a half. We're looking at I'm taking the under. Uh anytime touchdown scores, Christian McCaffrey as at minus one t- or minus two ten, Pacheco at minus one twenty, Kelsey at minus one ten, Debo Samuel plus 135, Rasheed Rice, plus 130, Kittle, 155, Ayuk, 170. Mm, I'll throw a little bit of money on Kittle anytime touchdown. Yeah. That's good odds. Yeah, yeah it is. Um, if you, is. I'm going to – Kadarius Tony anytime touchdown, plus 1,200. I mean, hey, like you said, just throw a dollar, $2 I'm, on I'm it. Saying, gonna, I, I mean, throw, throw you know, $10, what, that's – what, 120 bucks? Yep. Yeah, I'm trying to like scroll through and see all of the. You got um, passing props. Purdy right now is uh, over under 246.5. And, and then Mahomes is over under is 260.5 passing yards. That's high, man. Especially That's for so Super high. Bowl. Yeah. Like I said, I, these defenses are, are nasty. I, yeah. I, I'm, gonna, I'm inclined to take the under on both of those. I think. I think. Mahomes might hit 250. I yeah. think. Well, I mean, or Purdy, obviously, he can go off, yeah. you know, for 250 yeah. as well. But I think it's going to be a very run heavy, defensive heavy, fucking ball control, field position, smart yeah. football. Because these yeah. two, these two teams have squared off before. Yeah. You know, just two years ago. So yeah. it's gonna. This is gonna be a a high wire, tightrope, fucking razor precision game of inches you know yeah. that's what i feel like i don't think there's going to be a lot like a, a huge offensive explosion yeah just because like i said the defenses are so good i agree you got rushing yard props um 
Brock Purdy over under 12 and a half. So I think they'll be, like you said last week, yeah, they'll probably taking... be a spy on him. Uh, McCaffrey over under is 91 and a half, which I do feel like is a lot. I think he'll get a lot of receiving touches. Well, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Take the receiving plus the rush yards because yeah, I'm going to give lots of that. receiving yards are 33 and a half. Um, I hadn't looked at There should be a prop that has them alternate, both combined. Yeah, alternate rush. I mean, I can't find it. I'm not good at this shit. But they got like Super Bowl leaders, most rushing yards. This is this is if you're not obviously this is I feel like if you don't have a team in the Super Bowl and now that betting is, you know, almost national widespread. Pull out $5, split it up into a couple 30 cent bets and have a little fun. You know what I'm saying? You never know. Shit. You, you win a couple bucks. Have a little fun and bet Yeah, yourself. have some fun, man. I mean, you there bet. is, you know, I feel like there is a stigma around it uh, because, you know, obviously people can get addicted to it. Yeah. But it's fun. It's totally, like, just fun for me. Like, obviously, I would love to make money, like, real money doing it. But yeah. honestly, just the spirit of it, you know, just saying I have something on this game, you know, like even yeah. if it's only five, 10 bucks, whatever, 20 bucks, whatever, like just because you have something to root for, you know, and it makes yeah. it more interesting. Like it just makes it more fun, you know, and yeah. like the prime example, the NFC championship game, I put I had uh, Detroit plus seven and a half. And I was sweating my dick off for that one, man. Like that one came down to the very, very last uh, play that the Lions had because they were down ten with like fifty seconds to go, and he throws uh, golf through a touchdown to uh, was it Jamison Williams? I don't yep. know. Any yeah, but anyway, they covered it for me. But yeah. it was like the roller coaster of emotions because the first half. We're up 17, Detroit's up seven. I'm setting pretty. I'm like, I know I'm winning this one. Like, this is a lock right now, you know. And then all that shit happens in the second half, and here I, here we are, Detroit down 10. And I'm like, man, do, uh, you know, because I figured they were going to go for it fourth down and he was going to throw it out the yeah. back of the end zone or something. You know, that's just my luck when it comes to betting. So. Yeah. <sighs> Me sweating the – the biggest, the biggest bet that I've, you know, put in are, like I've said prior, these, you know, 13 leg parlays. I feel like I never make it to the fun part. It's like. Right, it's I already blow, busted blow by the time. The second leg or one guy scores. I need to, I need to actually like pay attention to the mass and the well, people I'm, out there. I'm telling you, my process is I go in the bathroom, take a shit and after I get done shitting, I just sit there and scroll through all the shit, all the props and everything. Like I'm telling you, the best parlays I've ever made is as like post shit clarity. I don't know what it is, but that's like that's a, that's where it's at, man. You think clearly after you after you. Like I am no longer clogged. Yeah, like My I don't know what it is, but I, that's when I <laughs> when I win the most bets is right after I, I put the bet in right after I take it. The shit. So I'll try that for the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, you got, got any, 20, 30 uh, minutes. Um, well, yeah, we're planning on having yeah. my family over, her dad and yeah. sister will probably come over. Uh, but I'm, I want to do 60 wings. Mm, probably. Good. You know, uh, most people probably only eat three or four wings. You know, I yeah. usually eat at least 10. That's yeah, just I'm me. I love chicken wings. Um, <laughs> But yeah, we'll probably do some pizzas. Yeah, uh, Kaylee will probably make spinach dip or something. So mm -hmm. yeah, we'll probably do a little something, something. Yeah, I think, and I'm I'm gonna end up doing the same thing. I know uh, Kayla and her roommate Logan are going to have some people over, and you know, selfishly, I want to cook so that you know my girlfriend, myself. And her roommate eat good, but my concern is all the friends are going to eat all the good food, and I'm only going to get a little bit of the shit that I slave over. So it's like, hey, that's that's how it is, man. When you play host, yeah, that's how every time that we have like a anything over at our house, like yeah. I am busting my ass making sure we have everything ready. Like I swear, <laughs> like 
And then by the end of it, I might get like a burger, maybe a hot dog or a plate of, you know, nacho cheese dip or something. Yeah. And it's like, but hey, man, as long as everybody else had a good time and got full, like, that's all I'm worried about, you know, like, because most of the time we do have leftovers. So I'll be eating on that shit for for a couple of days anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm probably going to make some some wings. But I, think I love doing wings, man. How, yeah. What do you do? How, and not to get too much on a side tangent, but how do you like do your wings? So usually I'll bust out since I've gotten the smoker, I've done it. But this year I'm going to do, I'm going to air fry them. That's a good, that's a good method. Like they, they turn out perfect in the air fryer. You don't got to wait very long. Yeah. It's very easy. The inside's meaty. And then you can just take them out, throw them in a bowl, toss them in the sauce. Boom, bada, bing, bada, bang. It's delicious. Yeah. That's what we should do, but 60 is a lot. 60 is a lot. That's a lot to do in the air fryer. fryer for a while. Yeah. So usually what I'll do is I'll if I try to buy them fresh, but if I can't yeah. find fresh, I'll, I'll get the frozen ones. I'll thaw them out. Uh, I usually uh, salt and pepper them, you know, put some olive oil on them, salt and pepper them, throw them yeah. in the oven. At 325 for maybe like 10, 15 minutes, get the smoker up, rolling to about 250, mm-hmm. 260, and then throw them on there, coat them in butter, you know, get the little brush thing out, coat them in butter, yeah. take them off, roll them in sauce, throw them back on the smoker for mm-hmm. about another 20 minutes, and then take them back off. And that's, that's yeah. usually how I do it. That way they spend about 40, about 20 minutes in the, in the oven. 40 minutes on the smoker dipped yeah. in sauce. And then, yeah. So, I mean, they usually turn out pretty good, but yeah, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to bust the smoker out this weekend. It can't help it. It's so good. You got the pellet smoker, right? Yeah. I got a nice little pellet. Yeah. Yeah. That ought to turn out great. Mm, they do. They do. I have to bust it out. Well, I guess since we're here, since we're here, I know last year we did like a uh, Super Bowl best of and what yeah. you should have. But like, what are essentials for a Super Bowl party? Like, if I go to a Super Party, Super Bowl party, and it doesn't have this, I'm gonna be like, well, this this is this is lame. What does it gotta have? Like, give me a couple things. Wings. Wings, yes. Correct. Pizza. Pizza. Beer. <laughs> well, yeah, that was that was my next one was beer. <laughs> I mean. No, maybe maybe I won't be drinking the beer, but somebody yeah. better be drinking some beer. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I better look but, around. Uh, there better be some glasses. Yeah, tea. yeah. There better be something. Somebody toasting something. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, but food wise, some type of dip. You got to have something you can dip yep. in your nachos or your Frito Lay chip, yeah. whatever chip of your choice is. Doritos, yeah. whatever. You got to yeah. have some type of dip. I like uh, spinach dip, obviously, and I like. Um, the ro- ro- rotel dip as well. Oh, the dude. Sausage mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. And tear that shit up. I, I think I think people try sometimes try to get too fancy and incorporate yep. shrimp and stuff. And it's like, nah, man. Like, we don't need all that, bro. Like, we're dirty football fans. We like yeah. to stuff our faces with greasy ass, yeah. sauce, saucy food. Yeah. <laughs> I want to feel like shit when I leave here. Yeah, exactly. I want to feel like. <laughs> I want to feel like I'm I've got I'm having a food baby, like I'm pregnant, you know. Yes. And yeah, definitely uh wings, pizza, some kind of chip dip. Uh I think the same rules apply for a cookout as in the Super Bowl party. Anything that plays at a, a cookout plays at a Super Bowl party, I think. You know, potato salad, coleslaw, yeah, you know, stuff like that, you know, hamburgers, hot dogs. Like well, I like that I, I like finger foods a lot for yes. uh, the Super Bowl, you know. Yeah, something snack. Uh, little weenies, so like pigs barbecue. in a blanket. Yeah. yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, and a bag of Doritos. Got to have a bag of Doritos. Got to have some Doritos, man. Got to have. I mean, dessert though. I don't really. So the uh, Super Bowl isn't really a dessert event for nah. me. You know, it's more it's of like man a, foods. If you want to have dessert, though, I think cookies are nice, like a cookie cake yeah. or like a cookie, some type yeah. of cookie like that. I'm not uh, too big on cake yeah. after like uh, eating all that Mm-mm. shitty food, you know. Like, no. I might put another slice of pizza in me and call it a cake, cake or not. A pie. A, <laughs> a pie. Give me a pie. All right. 
that's enough Super Bowl talk. I know we've talked about it, obviously, for two weeks, and all of the media is covering this, that, and the other. So let's do something a little bit different. We'll mix it up. We've been uh, talking about what we're going to do this offseason. Well, right now we're going to talk about what these NFL players are probably going to do this offseason, how they're going to get paid, how we're going to analyze that. Murph sent me a nice little article from Power Football Focus, which I do like a lot, and I like the comparisons, but it's, uh, you know, 100 players, and I'm probably not going to do all of them. We don't have all night, but no. we could go all night. But the, the key players that we think are factors, and the first one on the list is Chris Jones, who is playing in the Super Bowl. His contract is coming up. He'll be... He could get franchise tag, which is will land him north of $33 million. I mean, he's almost worth it to me. But I think <sighs> he's one of those players that are kind of like the forgotten, uh, you know, like pillars of that Chiefs team. Because when you yeah. think Chiefs, you think obviously Mahomes, Kelsey, all them. But what we, we don't realize is without Chris Jones, that defense is almost unrecognizable. You know, yeah, and I think he held out in the first game of the season against Detroit, yeah, and and it was a complete game changer for them. So, to me, I know he's old. I know he's getting older. You know, I still think he has at least one or two. If he can get on a team that where he doesn't have to be the main guy and he can play on third and fourth down, I think that'll be a perfect fit for him. Um, yeah, but yeah, obviously, I think. He's deserving of the number one spot here. Yeah. Uh, a free agency. I agree 100%. And I like the comparison that they put on here. They put a top free agent comparison, and that comparison is Adamican Sue from the 2015 season. And they've got the run defense grade, pass rush grade, true pass set, pass rush grade, pass rush win rate. And, you know, aside from the run defense grade, which I, I don't think that's Chris Jones' specialty. His is getting to the quarterback, especially late in games. That's a thing, too, I feel like people forget about Chris Jones is he gets better as the game goes on. Early on, he's feeling things out, but he's a closer. And fourth quarter comes, he's getting to that quarterback when you need it the most. He's a a boa constrictor. You know, like – he might not – in the first half, you might not feel him, but he, eventually he's going to tighten it down on you, yeah. you know. And he's one of the best in the league at, at it, you know what I mean? Yeah. If he wasn't to sign back with the Kansas City Chiefs, what do you think would be a good landing spot for him? And I'm going to be biased here, obviously. But I think if he went to Philly, he could extend his career playing alongside some big guys – yeah, we need a pass rush lane filler, dude. Yeah, I mean, I could see him. Philly would be a good fit. I mean, honestly, I think if for him, he's made his, he's made, he's won his championship. I think he's looking for one last big payday. So yeah. it's gonna be somewhere that can pay him like Dallas. a shit ton of money. You know, yeah, maybe Dallas, maybe um, you know Las Vegas, like we were talking about with Blake. Oh yeah, build, building around good. Max Crosby. You know, yeah. um, L.A., you know, L.A. Oh, Rams. Yeah. Just to go alongside with Aaron Donald, that's nasty. Ooh, and they've got gross. a lot of cap opening it up, too. So, yep. so I, could, I mean, there's I could multiple. There'd be any team would be glad be, be happy to have him, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think he'll definitely get a bag this offseason, whether it is staying, even if he gets franchise tagged. I mean, right. He's 33 gonna, mil is nothing to sneeze he's at. Gonna, he's getting paid this offseason, and – you know, good luck to him this this Super Bowl. Maybe come away with another Super Bowl ring. Dude's putting himself in contentions for the Hall of Fame with everything that he's doing, especially here recently in his career. Let's move on to the second guy, quarterback, one of the few offensive players in this free agency market, Kirk Cousins, formerly of the Minnesota Vikings. I know that tours Achilles, but there's teams out there that need a quarterback, and Kirk Cousins is – Comparable to the 2020 Philip Rivers, clean pocket grade 91-1. Almost uh, identical. Almost identical. And Philip Rivers that offseason, I believe, went to the Colts. Yep. So that's a tough one. I'm, like, trying to figure out a scenario. 
I mean, there's there's going to be several places that need. I mean, quarterbacks are always at a premium. You know, yeah. he's proven he's proven he can play at a high level. I think yeah. obviously the the Achilles uh, is going to you know teams some teams are going to be wary to give him yeah. such a big contract, but there's going to be a team out there that's desperate enough to give him you know. A, a reasonable deal. I don't think he'll make as much money as he did with Minnesota, but he's good enough. He's proven himself enough that, that he will land somewhere on his feet, you know? Yeah. And I think whatever team he goes to, he's just going to meld right in, into that system. And he's, he's the ultimate team player. You know, you, you've seen that Netflix uh, show quarterback. I mean, we saw that what how, what Kirk Cousin is as a person, yeah. you know. So, yeah. I think Kirk Cousins, like if he's smart, he doesn't pursue anything crazy this off season. Does the sit at home, get ready, get prepared, and wait for the teams to thin out as for who's in a playoff push, and a quarterback falls. Pull the well, Joe Flacco. I, uh, yeah, it depends on it depends on how the draft goes. Really, I mean, honestly, that's yeah. who. It depends on what teams get a quarterback that they think is the future, and yeah. I think then we'll see what where Kirk Cousins goes. Yeah, I think so too. I think him more so will fall as to if something isn't very appealing when the draft or after the draft happens. I think he should hold out. If not. Some some team opens up, say the Falcons don't get who they want. That job opens up. Congratulations, Kirk Cousin. You're taking the ten and seven Falcons to the playoffs. I mean, what happens in Seattle? Did, did they resign Geno or is he he's still under contract? I think he is for this year. This is I mean, what year. if New England doesn't get a who they want in the draft? I mean that they probably would be will. An interesting fit. They probably will, but I could see if I could see Kurt I could see them paying Kurt Cousins to come in and and Mentor. try to try to be a bridge guy to yeah. you know the next generation because they're he's a he's guy. a consummate professional you know like yeah anybody who has a tutelage under him is going to be a solid pro just at a process alone just learning the process yeah. of of being yeah. a professional so understanding uh, the game yeah I think so too. I hope Kirk finds a spot and he does and has a good run at the end of his career. Let's move number three. Well, before we before, we before we move on, I just want to comment yeah. on the whole um, like free agent class is really really. Uh, I think you mentioned it before, but it's like super defensive heavy, super, super defensive. Uh, like defensive line heavy. There's a couple cornerbacks and safeties, but it, mostly it's. Uh, interior defensive linemen and edge rushers. Yeah. The only really, you know, prominent uh, offensive players is we, we just talked about Kirk Cousins, but then you have T. Higgins at four. You know, I think he's going to get – he's going to land somewhere and going to get a, a nice payday. I mean, he's proven himself to be able to be a number one. I think he's worth number one money because Jamar yeah. Chase was out, you know, a couple games and he picked up the slack big time. So, yeah. And then at number – Let's see here. Number 11. 11, we have Michael Pittman. I think that's going to be a, a huge signing for somebody. I mean, I think the Colts, honestly, they probably are interested in re-signing him. They don't want to give yeah. him up. I think he's, a, he's he proved himself this year yeah. and last year to be a competent wide receiver, especially with all the changeover at, at quarterback. So now they have a young quarterback there in Richardson, and obviously Minshew is going to be – I think he's going to be a – Good backup there for a couple of years, so I can see Michael Pittman getting a, another big payday because just because. Oh well, I didn't even see Mike Evans. Once you go at farther 13. down, there's some guys. Yeah, uh, Mike Evans would be a good one. Saquon, Calvin Ridley, um, Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry. I mean, there's there's yeah. guys. It's just further down. They're just not listed all as the, high. Yeah, all the top guys are. Yeah, super defensive heavy. Yeah, but well, let's talk the let's talk the offensive weapons because you know that's obviously appealing to a lot of people. Mike Evans, you think? I know that he's a Hall of Famer, right? 
do you go ring chasing now? You already got one. Do you need to go ring chasing or do you stay with the team that drafted you and retire with the team that drafted you and be, you know, one of the greatest Tampa Bay Buccaneers of all time? Again, I mean, it all um, comes down to money. Yeah. I think uh, a lot of these players are going to, are going for the money because of just because of the, the toll that the game takes on your body. You know, you want to get every penny you can because the NFL is going to take every pound of flesh they can. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're, they're going to, you're going to be some injuries are going to, you're going to have some lingering injuries after you get done playing. Yeah. And so I think players are more aware of that fact. And so loyalty is less of a factor, but I mean, Mike Evans already has a Super Bowl ring. He has, you know, like you said, he's probably already a hall of famer. If not a first ballot hall of famer, I think he, if he can get a, a payday, a huge payday, he's gone. I mean, you yeah. know, winning, winning is not going to be a priority for him. I don't think, or not no. that I don't, I don't mean that in like a bad way. You know, Negative like obviously, stance, yeah. yeah, like obviously, I think he's going to want to win anywhere he goes, but he wants to get paid. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. So I can see him leaving because Tampa yeah. Bay, they're not. I don't think they're going to be contenders for the next yeah. five years. You know, I mean, there's just, they're kind of, after Brady left, it's kind of just piece by piece is falling apart, you know? So yeah. I think you got to get it's, rid of bowls. Yeah. Especially with Baker also being a free agent too. Right. So that's, that's something to, you know, keep an eye out on, which I think, I mean, that's another, like where, where does Baker end up? How much money does he get paid? Is he I getting think, paid like a top? I think Tampa's got to lock him up. He I mean, he's got to lock him up because yeah. what else are you going to do? You don't have yeah. any draft. You don't really have a good draft pick. No. You're not going to trade for somebody. No. I think you ha Baker drug literally drug this team to the playoffs this year in spite yeah. of Todd Bowles. I think you got to get a defensive or uh, an offensive guy in there to to, to kind of boost uh, what Mayfield can do yeah. and. So I think the number one step is you got to get rid of Todd Bowles. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, he seems like a nice guy, but he has just not got the job done. He, he proved himself in New York to not be a good coach. The last couple of years, he's made some terrible, terrible late game decisions. And so, I mean, I think the, the jury's out on him. Yeah. So I think a few dominoes have to fall before we can find out what's going to happen with yeah. Baker, what's going to happen with Mike Evans. Yeah. Todd Bowles. Speaking of – Coaching free agents, right? I seen today two things, which would be two free agents. Mike Vrabel is apparently, you know, too intimidating or doesn't fit new age school styles to bring him in as a coach, according to multiple GMs across the NFL. And Eric Bieniemy is not going to be on the Washington Commanders staff, so that's two guys right there. If you're a franchise looking for an up and up. There's two guys right there that are, you know, bona fide winners. Yeah. I feel like I think the, the whole Vrabel thing, I think that's stupid as hell. Like Coward shit. you're telling me you're telling me you're not gonna hire some guy because he's physically intimidating in a in a football locker room. Like like what do you mean? He's our former player. Like what do you want him to do? You know, like that's that's just silly to me. That's like yeah. some some type of like fucking I don't even know what to say. But yeah. Um, the enemy, I think he has, he has kind of a Josh McDaniels type in, like vibe to him, you know, like yeah. really good offensive coordinator, but does not know how he has no people skills, you know, yeah. uh, that's just what, you know, my initial, the my, vibe, yeah. that's what I get from it is because yeah. a lot of the stuff you read in the media is he has a very abrasive coaching style and, yeah. you know, he gets after players and, and sometimes that's good, but whenever it's, Whenever you haven't won anything and you're still doing that, you know, I mean, that's whenever you kind of lose the trust of the yeah. players is because if you're Bill Belichick, of course, you, you're going to you can rip anybody at any time. I mean, you have fucking yeah. the pedigree to do that. Yeah. But you're Eric enemy and you kind of rolled the, the 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 coattails of Mahomes and Reed for a couple of years, got your Super Bowl. And why do you think I think his interviews probably go poorly? And I think that's why yeah. he hasn't got a good job. Yeah. Uh, or a good a head coaching job, I should say, yeah. is because his interviews are just not. I think he has just a weird vibe about him. So, yeah, 
he'll end up somewhere. He's he's yeah. he's good enough to be you know to run an offense, but I don't think that he's head coach material. And yeah. Vrabel, I think here's what I think. I think he's taking a year off. He's going to relax, yeah. refocus, kind of get the itch back for it. And then I think we'll see him either in college next year or after next year. I think we'll see him in college, or he'll get a he'll get a job with one of these uh, fledgling franchises. I like that. I think Vrabel too walks into a front office. You know, he, he sets his shit down on the table and he goes, "You're gonna, I'm gonna control this team. You're gonna do exactly what I want. I might as well be the GM." And there, and everybody's like. Yeah, I mean, I could see why that, that kind of you know yeah. uh, rubs people the wrong way, but he's a he's a Belichick disciple. He's a no yeah. nonsense type of guy. Yeah. He doesn't care about being flashy. He doesn't care about being trendy. He doesn't care about social media or what you know this reporter's saying. Like he cares about winning, and so yeah. I think he's a, he's a serious guy. He's not a like a Mike McDaniel type, like willy nilly, you know, loose. Let's have fun. Like, and I respect yeah. that style because, you know, the players respond to that. But yeah. also, you know, I think there's something to be said about Vrabel's approach to it and, yeah. you know, just being as prepared as possible all the time, always. Yeah. You know? I mean, I think that's just bred into him. That's just kind of the Patriot way. And that kind of intimidates people. Yeah. Which is sad because Vrabel, you know, I would be, I would love to have Vrabel in I'd be Atlanta, you know? Yeah. That would be, it would have been a huge addition to pretty much any locker room. Which but I haven't really, yeah. well, I was going to say, I haven't really talked about the Raheem Morris uh, hire, but, you know, initially I, I wasn't thrilled with it. Um but I don't really know a lot about Raheem Morris. So, yeah. uh, you know, I know he was defensive coordinator for LA, the LA Rams. And, but as far as everything I've read and heard about him, he seems to be like a really good coach. So we'll yeah. see how it works out. Uh, he brought in, I can't remember who he brought in for the offensive coordinator, but um, I mean, I'm hopeful for the future. You know, yeah. I think, I think we, you know, as long as we get a good quarterback, I think we'll be, we'll be all right. Yeah. That's what it's going to come down to is how you guys or what you guys pull off in the draft and pulling out, you know, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to be fun. I think the draft episode is going to be a fun one for yeah. us, especially yeah. the the day after the first, second round or whatever, because there's going to be trades. There's going to be movement. There's going to be all kinds of things to shake up and guys, you know, obviously the same things that happen in drafts every year. Guys are going to, go ahead of where they're supposed to, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm excited for that. And I'm excited to see where a lot of these coaches end up or what they do. Like, you know, uh, Cliff Kingsbury, you know, we just talked to Blake about him being on the Raiders staff. And then, right, that, and very, then. that very next day is on the commander staff and everything's all turned around. So you never know what you're going to get in the NFL. Uh, it's exciting. It's fun. And we're, we're pulling it, pulling it out of our asses as we go, just like they are. I came across the the read here, uh, Calvin Ridley with the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I was just reading the thing. It says, um, you know, Ridley's contract situation is a true one-of-one. One. He returned to play in 2023 after missing all of 2022. Um, there's drop issues with Ridley, and but he still proved to be capable of taking over games with explosive receptions. Equally fascinating are the conditions on Ridley's trade to Jacksonville, where the pick the Jaguars will send to the Atlanta Falcons escalates to a second rounder if the two parties agree on an extension. So if he does become a free agent, like if you're Jacksonville, do you extend him so that you help the Falcons out, or do you extend him in the sake that Calvin Ridley helps your team out? Does Calvin... I think Go you extend out. him. I think you extend yeah. him because he's a number one receiver in this league. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I know they have Zay Jones and they have Christian uh, Kirk, yep. and they have um, Evan Ingram, obviously. But yeah. I think I think Ridley is the number one in that. Yeah. In that equation, I think Christian Kirk is a great slot guy. I don't know yeah. that he is a deep threat though. 
And I think yeah. uh, Ridley kind of gives you that take the top off the defense type of speed. So, yeah. Uh, and then you have obviously ETN coming out of the backfield and Lawrence, you know, running the show. So I think if you're Jacksonville, you know, um, Josh Allen was on the list as well. I think he was high on the list. Um, yeah, number three. But I think you got to take – because they're going to have to choose one or the other. I don't think they could pay both guys because no, those are two, two prominent guys. I think you got to go with Calvin Ridley. Yeah. I mean, I hate to say it, but the edge rushers are becoming a dime a dozen. They're kind of like the running backs of uh, – the defense, you know, I mean, I feel like there's great edge rushers everywhere and you can find rushers. you know, you can find edge rushers because there's just so much, the, the game has evolved and the players have evolved so much to where they're almost homogenous in their build. So you got guys yeah. like, uh, like Thibodeau from, yeah. from, uh, New York giants. You've got guys like, uh, who's the cat from, uh, uh, Philly, Hassan Reddick. You've got Reddick. Uh, Burns Cat from Carolina. You've got, you know, Chase Young, which, you know, there's been some questions about his effort, but if you can get him to play, he's a, he's a fucking yeah. beast, you know? You got Bosa, the Bosa brothers. Yeah. I mean, there's just so much talent out there that I think yeah. a, a solid wide receiver is hard, is harder to come by. Harder than, to come by, yeah. Yeah, a serviceable Especially edge Especially number one, and they, you know, a bona fide number one. That's uh, I think the skill positions are the hardest to you know the yeah they're the most separated in class. Everything every other position outside of skill positions are clogged. It's like there's a whole yeah it's a, it's saturated, the market is saturated. You know it's yeah. very very like I said the yeah. the defensive interior lineman that's like eight of the first ten spots on this list. Yeah. So yeah, uh, there's definitely guys there. Right, 100%. so I think you know, as far as this year free agency, Jacksonville, you got to think about resigning Ridley, um, yeah. just because there's not a lot out there as far as number one wide receivers go. Yeah, um, if you if if you're Jacksonville though, you resign Calvin Ridley. Lawrence has a similar season. Jacksonville, make a move off Trevor Lawrence. That's too many weapons on one team to to not be at least in the divisional round in the playoffs, yeah. you know, like I That's know they, they, they did it last year, which was awesome, but there's yeah. no excuse to not be there again this year, you know? Yeah. So, uh, the last two I really want to talk about, I mean, we, like I said, we could go on and on. There's so yeah. many names oh, on forever. this list. There's a we'll huge, there's a huge market this year. Um, yeah. which this is really the first year I've ever covered or like really paid attention to the, the full free agent market. You know, but a uh, big year for running backs coming up. You've got Saquon yes. Barkley, you've got Josh Jacobs, you've got Derek Henry, all free agents this yep. year. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see where those guys go. Uh, yep. I think if you're Las Vegas, you have to resign Josh Jacobs. You have to. Have yeah. to, or you have to go after one of these other guys. But it's kind of like I was saying with the edge rushers, it is a saturated market when it comes to running the running back position. There are a lot of serviceable guys that, you know, might not be at Josh Jacobs or Derrick Henry or Saquon Barkley's level as a standalone back, but yeah. more and more teams are moving towards two and three man rotation in the backfield. Yeah. So, I mean, just look at Baltimore, look at Kansas city, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think it's going to be interesting. I think I almost want to bet Derrick Henry winds up in Dallas. Yeah. Cause Tony Pollard's also a free agent too. And I think I think Henry would be a, an an absolute fantastic pickup for yeah. to run behind that Dallas line. You know, oh, I think that dude. would be that would be crucial. And then you get maybe a scat back, some type of quicker guy, you know, to be the yeah. the pass catcher out of the backfield. But yeah, not that, that Henry uh, can't do that. But but no. Henry is getting older, and and but I do think he has great value there. Yeah. What was the guy? Um, Derrick Henry, Tony Pollard. I think Josh Jacobs. I think Saquon's gone. I don't think he's going to yeah. sign with New York. Oh no, Eckler is a free agent too. I know that. Yeah, but but I think he's kind of washed. He's, yeah, he's on the I hate back. To say end. it, but if Saquon, if Saquon, I feel like can pull it off. You know where he needs to go? Baltimore. 
Ooh, that would be dirty. That would be dirty, dirty. <laughs> Saquon and Lamar in the same backfield. Oh my God, dude. Dumb, bro. You're not going to stop that rush attack, bro. There's no way. We're running read option every play. Like, read option, triple option, midline option, yeah. RPOs yeah. out the ass. You know, like, you're not going to, there's no way. There's no way yeah. you can stop that. If they get any one of these running backs, I feel like the Ravens just elevate their game to a whole new level. Plus, they have J.K. Dobbins coming back if he does come back. You know what I'm saying? That's like, what I'm saying. Like They're going to be dogged, bro. They'll be in the market. I definitely know that. They'll they'll pursue somebody. I say I say Derrick Henry probably does end up in Dallas. Uh, DeAndre Swift, is he's a free agent. He needs to renegotiate. I need him back in Philly. He goes anywhere else, and he – He's hitting his prime right now. That, that concerns me, but I want DeAndre Swift back in Philly. I say Saquon probably end up in Baltimore. Nick Chubb comes back probably for the Browns. Uh, Tony Pollard, I'd say. I bet you he ends up a Charger. Watch. Tony Pollard. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. I'll see that. He's kind of got, got an Eckler. Him and Eckler have like yeah. the similar play style. Yeah, and Josh Jacobs, I I hope that he does resign with the Raiders, and then him and Zamira White, you know, help each other. They they right, yeah. split load and d- do do well. I was trying to scroll through here and see if there was any other running backs that I could see, but man, there's so many good names on this, ladies and gentlemen. Go check out this this article on PFF, the uh, top 100 free. Tyler Boyd's a free agent. Pin it uh, in, the, in the episode notes. I will. Fletcher Cox is oh damn Baker. Curtis Samuel, who had a huge year for Washington. He'll be a good pickup for somebody. Carried my fantasy team every week, gave me some points. Um Yeah, there's a lot of fucking names in here. I was trying to catch a Dory Jackson, that's a big cornerback coming out. Gerald Everett, Damian Lewis. Mm. All right, we're getting into the weeds now. <laughs> I say we call it a wrap on Free agency talk. We need to retouch yeah. on this after the draft 100%. Things will start shaking up. We'll get more in depth. We'll figure things out. But it's been a tough time in Kentucky. It's been a hard time down there for them old Wildcats. <clears throat> them old cats, boy. I'm telling them you. old cats, boy. They've been stressing me the fuck out. How's the, how's the game right now? What's the score? I think Kentucky's up 20, so I'm not too concerned. But we should beat Vandy by 20. Like I said, yeah. they're 6-15, and 1-7 and seven in the conference. Like, there's no excuse not to win that game by 20, yep. 25 points. Yeah. But, yeah, the last couple games, the uh, Tennessee game was awful. I couldn't <laughs> – I could barely even stomach it. You know, I wrote it out. I watched the whole thing. But, yeah, but uh, it was it was not good. And uh, – yeah. The Florida game, that was sickening. That was sickening. I was sick to my stomach after watching that game. So we had it won, and we miss a free throw and give up a three to tie the game. And then as soon as they – as literally as soon as the ball went through the net, I went to FanDuel. I put on a live bet for Florida Gators to win money line. It was like plus 150. I put 20 bucks on it and won like whatever that it was. But I was like, there's no way the Cats are winning this game after letting it go to overtime. I was like, there's no way in hell. I was like, it is over. And I just don't understand. Like, I get so frustrated to having this conversation over at year after year after year, and nothing changes. Like, I, yeah. I get it. I, I understand, man. I understand Calipari is probably one of the top five greatest coaches to ever coach in the NCAA. Like, I understand yeah. his pedigree. But we're not getting results. Yeah, Losing like that to, to a Florida team that shouldn't even be in the same gym with you, losing. And I understand it's, a, it's also understand it's a young team. Like, I get that. But losing to Tennessee like that. Basically, you were down the entire game. Then, yeah, they 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 fought back. They cut it to four. They cut it to two. But then it was right back, you know, to 12, 15. Yeah. And so it's just hard to watch. And I guess maybe it's the hysterical side of being a fan. 
but we we have expectations here and it's we can handle losses but it's the way that you lose you know yeah that the way that we lost that florida game inexcusable the way that we lost against tennessee inexcusable it's just the league is caught up to calipari and i think i said it last year the programs have caught up and talent is now everywhere. You can't just load up on talent and, and expect to win. Like you actually have to coach these kids. And I, you know, I'm getting on my soapbox here, but I'm so sick and tired of being an NBA stepping stone, a pipeline. Yeah. Like I want their time whenever they, when I say they, I mean all these NBA players, talented kids that we, that comes through Kentucky. I want their time to matter you know, in the grand scheme of things. And I'm not saying it doesn't matter. Obviously, you know, we're helping develop them into, you know, upstanding young men. But what I mean is I want them to care and not just think of it as a pit stop. You know, I want yeah. them to – and that's why I love, like, Bam out of Bayou and uh, that team, Tyler Hero and uh, Malik Monk, Darren Fox, like, because they cared. You could tell they, they put their blood, sweat, and tears out there. A lot of these guys yeah. come through and it's like their heart's not in it. You know, I'm just waiting to get to go get paid in the NBA. And so I just really want Kentucky to get back to fucking championship standard, man. Like, yeah, if we don't at least make it to the Elite Eight this year, it's a, it's like done. So Sweet 16 yeah. is not good enough, man. Elite yeah. Eight, Final Four, National Championship, or bust, and that's it. That's, yeah. that's, my, that's my expectation for the season. And if that doesn't happen – that is a lost season for us. Well, and, I'll, and I'll leave it at that. Well, well freaking said. Oh, I know we talked about it prior to the podcast about that. Uh, you know, the, the trapezoid of yes. destiny for college basketball. I think people should look people into that. Check that out. Guy, yes. There's this guy on Instagram who, which I'll pull it up. He does this trapezoid thing and he segments out you know all the higher analytics for teams and you know it's pretty much correctly predicted a national championship or final four appearance like the trapezoid pulls you know this way is scoring efficiency this way is like speed of play and it it sets it up to where has defensive efficiency in there somewhere too yeah if you're outside of the trapezoid, you're not good. You're not going to make it. There's no special run in history where, like, if you're outside of the trapezoid, you don't make it to, you know. The, See, the, and the I think league. that I think that is what analytics is good for. Yeah, analyze like literally, you know, it's called analytics. You analyze data. It's not meant to be used in real time decisions for me, anyway. You know, like yeah. it's to sit back and look at the grand scheme of things over time. You know, yeah. and determine, you know, what do we need to be looking at specifically year in and year out as recruiters, as coaches? What do we need to develop? You know, what? Yeah. where is the game trending? Where is the game evolving? And how can yeah. we fit in there? That's where yeah. analytics is, is perfect for. It's not perfect for uh, fourth and two on our own 30. Let's fucking go for it. <laughs> you know, like, no, man. <laughs> I will um, clip in the the video that I'm talking about for people to go in. I'll tag the creator, uh, put him on. Maybe I'll reach out to him, see if he wants to come on the podcast. And I would love to talk. I would love to pick his brain, man. The, that's, I think that would be a really good time. Maybe I'll shoot him a message and see how that plays out. But we'll dive deeper into college basketball as March Madness comes, and I need to prepare myself because I ain't watched a single fucking basketball game this year. I ain't watched. A I haven't watched much fucking- outside of Kentucky. Yeah, I feel like I'm weaning off of basketball. And if it's you see like, me, if you've noticed, I've been glancing over here to my right. I've got the game on right now. I'm watching. We're up 54-38. The second half just started. So, yeah. We'll keep tabs on it. Go Cats. Hope you guys can pull it around. With that said, ladies and gentlemen, banger episode. Talked a whole lot of nonsense. A whole lot of good soft. Make sure you enjoy yourself this weekend. If you drink. Don't drive. Call a friend. Call a cab. Call an Uber. Call me. Call somebody. Call Murph. Doesn't matter. 
Make sure you get home. Do the smart thing. Treat it like New Year's Eve. We don't go out. We don't do dumb things. Ladies and gentlemen, with that said, like, comment, subscribe, share, show it to your grandma. And spread love. Spread love, baby. Tell somebody you love somebody. I love you. Murph loves you. Oh, I love you too, JD. Oh. <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> Welcome, bitch.